Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No more mocks. This is a real deal. Want to talk about the draft? Call, text, or tweet us. Now, NFL Draft Central on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, exactly 2 p.m. We've got uh, two more hours of draft coverage here on WGR. Another quarterback off the board, Zach. Dorian Thompson Robinson. I, he leads UCLA in like every statistical category of the quarterback position over his career. I like him a lot. It, he's a fun fifth round quarterback to take. I mean, like you know, athletic, good arm, but you you do just wonder like what else he can do for you. But for Cleveland, who doesn't really have a backup quarterback, I'm kind of into it. I'm really into it for him. And he's he was one of my favorite prospects in a relatively weak quarterback class of just. I watched a lot of him in college. He was fun to watch. Played there for like five years. And he goes to Cleveland. You know, he, he's going to make money as backup quarterback. My food's here, so I might have to jump Ooh, off. <laughs> very fun. Yeah. He's finally eating. That's exciting. Yeah, I can talk about sports. Oh, Vikings got Jack Quellen Roy. Yeah, they did. They Who's did. that? It's an interior defensive tackle that I wanted the Bills to take. Oh, yeah. The Bills could still use one of those dudes. They totally could. They have a couple of dudes now. Still, but. Well, that's the thing. We are still at a point where, like, the Bills will not have a D tackle under contract come, uh, well, not this point next year, but, like, a few months back. That's cool. Fresh start. Well, I, I, I just don't know. I mean, like, we, we've talked a lot about this weekend or, you know, this offseason of the future of Ed Oliver on the Bills. He's mm. been one that's really been a lightning rod of a, of a topic. And not <laughs> for necessarily a bad reason, but I think a lot of people are, are very, very into the idea, myself among them, of move off of him before you get nothing. Well, of the four they have, mm-hmm. who's the one who you would want to stay? Daquan Jones. Any others? Nate, what do you think? Any others? I'm at Daquan Jones, and after that, I'm kind of up. You can resign more than one. Tim Settle's all right. I mean, but like it's I'd, I'd like a really but, I'd like a very different look for that interior yeah, defensive. Yeah, line. that's kind that's, of where I'm at. That's it's, the it's problem. Daquan right? Jones, bring him back, and then after that, I'm like, okay. So why maybe a draft one? It's because you're like, yeah, they're going away, but also we kind of want them to. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I think a lot of us do want just a different look at the at the interior of the defensive line. For a team to that be ha- fair, it's a lot like how I wanted a new look for the interior of the offensive line. Really, honestly, for a defense that has been pretty great the past three years, four years. They've just had like dudes like that. That their their defensive front is powered by dudes until they got Von Miller. Yeah, well, and, which and, is why and, they and got as well. 
and as well, especially in the interior, it's been a lot of undersized guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Ed, Ed is the poster boy of that whole thing, but he came out as, like, he's going to be a just bull rusher. He's going to be a penetrator. He's going to be a dude that should, at his best, be potentially a double-digit sack guy on the interior. Longing for never the days happened. of Ted Washington. America's yeah. nose tackle. Yes, we are longing for the days of Ted Washington. But we want some America's big boys. nose tackle. That's yeah. correct. We want some but big boys. I think, this is, I think that's what you are also seeing. Like, I've said it for most of this weekend that I think Baltimore is really going through a fundamental change of philosophy with them paying Lamar. They get Odell Beckham Jr. They draft Zay Flowers. Like, they are now like, okay, cool, we're going to do this modern yeah. stuff. The Bills tried to be small and undersized, but fast on the defensive line and it's not working and still got beat to, co- to the corner in the edge which was really fun to watch Yeah, like it's not it's <laughs> not working like you, you i said it with the osiris torrance pick but i kind of mean it everywhere stop getting guys <sighs> who are really good or just good at a number of positions get guys who are great at like at best two the one the turn of phrase they like to use down at one bill's drive is like attack the football just have a bunch of guys come and tackle people yeah which seem to have mixed results because then you would have three or four guys not be able to tackle somebody instead of one is that shifting are they now maybe think so. potentially thinking about getting people who are just really technically sound at stopping someone near them with the football? I think so. Because, look, there's... Instead of being there, like, well, if we have three of them, yeah. one of them will tackle them. There's the added bonus always of like, hey, this dude's just a athletic freak. He is just going to... just Every chart you have, his numbers are off it. Mm-hmm. But then there is something much more surefire, which I'm surprised the Bills don't really go for, of just technically sound, clearly an NFL talent, and just gets the job done. It also should be pointed out that like they've been really good on defense. Like I, This isn't defense. a criticism of a defense that has failed them. No. They have had high-profile mistakes made, and I generally put that on the coach more than on the players. But but, but for the most part, statistically, they've been a very, very good defense. Yeah. With, uh, let's be serious, and even not, many na- but, like, not many named guys, really until recently. Uh, it was a lot of just dudes on the defense. Right, and guys who, because the defense has been good consistently, are now becoming names, like Jordan Poyer, yeah. Matt Milano. Micah Hyde. Right. You know, Trey, Trey White, for a long time. Was the only dude. The only the guy. The only highly respected guy. That was it. And the best nickel corner in football. Yeah, so, I mean, for like, sure. It, it, I, but that's where I also I like where this draft is going. We, we've talked a little bit about the linebacker pick, Dorian Williams out of Tulane, and, and being very confused by Jets it. Jets running back. Ooh. Uh, Abanaconda it, out of Pittsburgh. There we go. Abanaconda. Mike Shope loves Israel Abanaconda. Talks about him a lot. Big fantasy guy there. Yeah, with his, with Israel Abanaconda, he's, uh, he's going to be somebody that is. is what are they going to? What are they going to do with Michael Carter? I think uh, Brees Hall showed you more than than Michael Carter. Oh no in, doubt. In, in his short stint, I think we'd have a much clearer understanding of where Michael Carter is going if Brees Hall doesn't get hurt. And I think that answer would be he, they're moving off of him. I think realistically, is Abanaconda there to supplement? Brees Hall in I think so. yeah. short yardage, maybe other situations, I think third so. down, whatever, yep. what help, have you. Help out, you know, when you have to jump in, you jump in kind of deal. I mean, he's he's a really, really good football player. I, just, I man, like him. I just don't get the position and how it's managed nowadays. The running back position? Yeah. That's peop- it's, 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 so it's, con- it's going to get worse in the next five or six years. It's so because, conscious of wear and tear and of abuse yeah. because that's the nature of the position is to take the football one and get hit. Yeah, you get hit. And even when you're not, you're blocking. You're yeah. Hit. So, like, the nature of wear and tear on that position so that even if you invest a high-level pick, a first-rounder, second-rounder in that position, you almost automatically have to do it again 
to take pressure off the last first-round pick guy you got. You do. I, I just I think in the next five or six years, because you're going to see kids that were in high school, little football and stuff like that, who did not play running back. You're also going to get to a point now where I think kids are going to learn much sooner when the ball is way too big for their hand. You got to learn how to throw it. You got to learn how to catch it. Because that is where money is going. That is where just straight up football is going. Yeah. You have to be able to pass the ball. Eventually, no one's going to want to do it. Like because you're there's no you're not being paid anymore. You're getting yeah. carries taken away, and your career lasts six years. Yeah, the only place where running back still treated like it's a premier position is fantasy sports. That's it. It's and, very true, and, and, it's, be, and it, it's because of touches. Yeah, on the in the real world, it's completely yeah, it's de-emphasized. A, yeah. That's why day two. That's why day two with rounds two and three is considered the fantasy day. Yeah, if you're a kid, why would you want to be a running back? I, I, I and this is I, someone I didn't play football. Nate obviously did, but I couldn't imagine why. That's like the one position I'd be like, I right, please no. Please running no. back? Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm never not getting paid. Like if if I'm an elite athlete potentially going to the NFL, I will not. Especially get Especially when you're getting to high school, because if you're yeah. in high school and you're anywhere near thinking about still playing like you're thinking about in college, college where am i going and at that point you're thinking about the future and if you're thinking about the future why would you play a position that doesn't have in college for years has had players labeled as athletes because they do multiple things that there's a potential that they're going to transition positions yeah i just like, don't i mean I, I wouldn't go to a school if they want me like instead like let's say i've got five schools three want me a wide receiver two want me a running back cool those two are out i'm going play i'm going to go play receiver that is going to happen. Yeah, I definitely. think tight end as well. I mean, because tight end has been a very hot it's topic. Ju- it's going to be where you go when you're too short. Yeah, you're just going to end up a running back. Yeah, if you can't be a slot receiver and you're too short, you will be a running back. Pretty much. But like tight end is a position been a, been a a topic of discussion the last two days because obviously we take Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid is part of the tight end renaissance and evolution of. It's not just the six offense alignment. It's not just a guy that's going to catch two, maybe three passes a game and be just the, the tall, freaky red zone target. Ooh, the tall, freaky red zone guy. It is now somebody who... Again, depending... family program. Exactly. That's a good point. Uh-huh. Exactly. Where, do, where does the evolution of that position go? Because right now, it's, it, the, the evolution of that position looks like it dies. So, Mi- like... middle, middle of the field, big receivers. That is effectively where it's going. They, they will block, and there'll be the good ones and great ones will be a six offensive so lineman, oh. plus we will kill the middle of the field. So we will be an absolute Like an wreckage. alternate tight end? Kind of, yeah. Don't be what tight ends used to be. A little bit, yeah. What I are mean, tight ends now? They're big, slower wide receivers who can attack the middle of the field. Oh, but think, some of them aren't slower wide receivers. They're just, they're just, just as fast. Yeah. The real jo- good ones. George Kittle is kind of one of those guys, too, where he can break away and run 60, and you're, all right, I guess we're chasing him now. Yeah. But like that's the thing is like tight end is going that way. We will see a huge jump in tight end contracts very soon, especially because that position. The there's a very few great ones. There really is. Yeah, and I mean this is innovation that has taken place as the players and have the physical ability to pull this off. Right, absolutely. Like, the absolutely. evolution at the tight end position happens because there are actually dudes who can do that yeah. thing. Where does that look like in running back? Because we're talking about an innovation I, I, that uses how players look right now to do a different job. Everything else became how the human body has changed yeah. to do something else. Receivers who are gigantic and fast and can catch change that position. Tight ends who are big, gigantic, and fast change that position. The body frame changed the position. I, I but I, I wonder with maybe the running back position, it becomes like a thing where. I'm sorry, we're talking about sports. I don't. I apologize for doing that. No, we, I, I, how dare we do we this? We can go back and talk about coffee if you want. But like, 
when when you look at the running back position, I I do wonder if it's now getting to a point because we we hear GMs talk about it all the time. I Bills fans especially have heard it with the Dalton Kincaid pick. While a different position, you keep hearing pass catcher, you keep hearing offensive weapon, right? And I wonder if like that's just the natural progression of running back is you're just the weapon out of the backfield, like there rather are... than lining up on the offensive line or out wide, you're just the weapon in the backfield. It's in the rule book about having a tight end and and where people yeah. line up and having the lineup correctly. Well, when the Bills ran 12 personnel, Bobby Hart was the other effectively tight end. Right. Like, they had an offensive lineman being that guy. Right. So, like, you are constricted by the way the game has been yeah. fundamentally written that some positions are some positions. Mm-hmm. But even within that framework... Like, you just have, like, Dallas Clark is the first tight end I think of of this, where it's just like, this, he's just a wide receiver. Like, he's not a tight end. It's just, Peyton Man- like, Manning's just throwing it to him. Yeah. And, and he's, he's, just, and he's and actually, he, like, running down the field, not, yeah. you know, five-yard outs. Exactly. 25 yard down. Post. Yeah. So. I, I, but I think that's the thing is, you know, look, I'm going to use Travis Kelsey here, but he maybe is the best tight end of all time. There is an argument between, like, him, Rob Gronkowski, if you want to go back, Kellen Winslow with the Chargers. I'm all for that. And, of course, guys like Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez. Even Gronkowski feels like a tight end in the classical style. Yeah. But just, like, a superhuman in terms of his physical strength. But you look at what having a great tight end allows teams to do. They don't need to keep going to the wide receiver well because those guys are are just, they're always going to be mismatches yeah. against linebackers because most of them are faster than them. Linebackers are not typically used for coverage, or at least the great ones not always are. Yeah, And it's always a mismatch. Like, it is always a problem. You're drafting- Travis Kelsey being on the Chiefs has allowed them to look at the wide receiver position and go, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. We'll I mean, figure it out. I think, you, I think the Bills are drafting Kincaid in, to take the heat off of Diggs. Yep, because Diggs was running the routes that Beasley was supposed to be running because they didn't trust anybody yeah. else to run. Along with being the A receiver, who's right. going deep and exactly. running posts he was the and A running cr- and C yeah. receiver. So, so you've got that, and and that's where like I'm at is I'm okay with the Kincaid pick as long as he is used right away and he's used how he should be, which is a guy that had 70 catches in his senior season at Utah. There is one person responsible for that, and that is Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen gets also, to decide where yeah. the ball goes. I think it's it's Allen, but we've got to have where Dorsey is, is getting these guys schemed open. I think we've got to get easier throws down because I think for right now, where where we're at with Allen is I need to be a superhero. It's all up to me to make this tight window throw. That was the one big problem with Dable when he was here. It, it never felt like there was just easy throws. Is, You'd have a few, but they effectively were trick plays with like Gabe Davis is just wide open by 15, is 20 yards. Is that a confirm? Like have people done enough tape to realize that like, Oh yeah, the the Bills wide receivers just cannot get open to save their lives. Like this is a problem, or is it more of like no, the dudes there just Allen decided said he wanted to go for broke. Yeah, yeah, he, wa- he wanted else. to go broke. I look, I mean that's Allen's style as well. I, I've talked about it with his like Brandon Bean and McDermott have both mentioned they want him to take less hits, and I we took a lot of calls on this station about getting a running back to take those less hits for Allen. Getting a running back who would carry the ball 20 times a game was not going to change the way Allen played. Like, Shakir was on the field 30% of the time? I think that's yeah. the stat? I think so, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and he's not getting the ball. He got, like, 10 receptions. Yeah, yeah, there's, again, one person responsible for that, and that's Josh Allen, who's deciding not to throw the ball to him. So, like, for whatever the reason may be, either that he's 
covered and the root sucks, mm-hmm. or he's open and Allen's like no and goes someplace yeah, else. You're, you're only running you know five yards. I you know, but I see Diggs running fifteen twenty, right? Or so, Davis running fifteen. Exactly. It's this is a conversation to have with your quarterback about yeah. like let's talk about the selection of people and where you're putting that football because you have great assets that can do things with yep. the ball, but you are deciding to put it elsewhere. They can't excel if they never have the football in the first place. Yep. So if, I think I think what was stunning with Shakir though is every time he was on the field, like when they were giving him real snaps, Allen would throw to him. Like, yeah, he trusted him a lot for a fifth round and rookie. I, I really feel like Allen can put it in t- tough spots too. Like that, it's not like well, that, that's the frustrating part is he does. Like, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that has 67, 66 completion percentage. Exactly, runs a efficient, like very efficient offense by basically not taking any easy throws. So is it temptation? Is it's, it like I think it's temptation, is it like you yes. said, like Diggs is further down the field? Well, I can make look, that throw. We, we had this conversation what a year and a half, two years ago about Herbert, Mahomes, and Allen of. Teams were all of a sudden taking away all of the big boy throws and making them be smart about it. We've seen Allen do that quite a lot throughout his career. First game of the season against the Rams. Killed him that way. First game against the, against the Rams, the Jets game in 2019. Mm-hmm. His second year, they threw 15 times. I don't think a single pass was longer than 15 yards. Especially the Rams game, because it was the first game of the season. They've been thinking about that game all season. And they were just, it was methodical. Yes. I, my dream for the Bills this season, they look more like Cincinnati's offense. I mean, I think they got the dudes to do it. I do, too. I think it's a a mixture of of Dorsey and Allen very much wanting to go for broke. I think they have a very similar mindset in we can kill teams in a single stroke. And they're right. And they're absolutely right to think that. Gabe Davis, 98-yard touchdown. A little bit of balance doesn't hurt anybody. But a little bit of balance does not hurt anybody. And, And if anything, it makes you more efficient. It makes things easier for you. And honestly, I think a big part of why a a lot of Bills fans you saw on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, you saw it. That it didn't matter if they were winning thirty-five to ten. It felt like it was a painful process to get there. Yeah. If you start actually just like, if they go to the easier routes early and they go to the easier throws early, you can just build up this almost. Sem- it's essentially getting the engine revved up. That now, now we're running properly. Mm-hmm. And it just it becomes a thing of the defense's heels are constantly back. Do, They're constantly moving yeah, back. Do the thi- like every team has a weak weak spot on their defense. Find it and exploit and it. Find it and go for it. You, uh, cor- cornerback number three. You stink. I'm throwing a yeah. ball at you all game, and I'm going to make them scheme around you because you're bad. In all seriousness, anytime I see a cornerback on the opposing defense lining up ten yards back, they should immediately be audibling to hit either a digs or somebody on a quick throw. Oh yeah. And just let them go to work. Mm-hmm. That should be the easiest bang, bang, bang every single time. Yeah, and let them run. Look, we've talked to death about the Cincinnati divisional loss. Couldn't stop the run, yes. But what really killed them is the fact that the Bills never had a second to get to Burrow because he was constantly just bang, 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 bang. Everyone's open. I'm just going to throw it to everyone. They're leaving so much space here, and I'm just going to go. I'm going to go to work. I know Allen can do it. We've seen the Bills do it. And I don't really know what changed in their mindset to get them away from it. Maybe it really was the loss of Cole Beasley that made them think, or and ultimately be true, that they couldn't be a rhythm offense. And maybe the addition of Kincaid, along with guys like Shakir being in the second year, and of course having Stephon Diggs, will make you much more of a rhythm offense. But at the moment, I just I want to see it, because I think that is where the offenses of the modern NFL are going where we can hit big routes, we can hit big throws, but we set them up a little bit more, that that they're there as kind of kill shots rather than it's our main bread and butter. I think that is where the Bills are having such a tough time last year. They still put up points, and it's because Allen is such a freak of nature quarterback. He is so, so good. 
and Diggs is so, so good. But they can improve, and I think they absolutely know how to, and I, I, I have faith that they will. I really, really do have faith that they will. The other thing, too, is I, I don't know if this is so much as <clears throat> talking about what changed in the office, whether it's personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think the offensive coordinator changed the offense more than all of us expected him to change it. it well, that was the, the assumption going into, into camp last year was that he was going to add a little bit to his offense because it was his now, but ultimately it was going to be the Dable offense, and it just wasn't. It just was not at all. You look at how the Giants ran things this year with Brian Dable as their head coach. They made life as easy as possible for Daniel Jones. They used their best playmaker in Saquon Barkley, and it was a lot of short yard stuff. It was a lot of just get the ball to the playmakers and let them go to work. The solutions aren't visible to us because a lot of it's happening behind closed doors. Absolutely. But like the visible frustration that was on the look of the Bills' offensive players often mm-hmm. last year, Allen, yeah. Diggs, people who matter in yeah. that offensive locker room, have they been able to analyze why they were frustrated technically and to come up with a solution? Like, that's the major I thing. Hope so. I hope so, because I think the problem is pretty obvious. Now, finding the solution, that's why you're getting paid millions. But I think the, ob- I think the problem is obvious. Why make millions when you could make thousands? <laughs> All right, that one, that reference I got. That reference I got. <laughs> My man's back. He's back. He's back. Big back. Know, big back. He had three bites of his food. And he's I, like, I, he's I, a new I, man. I had, I had one falafel and Popeye's I am, I'm a new man. in the background like he's eating a can of spinach. <laughs> <laughs> we do have the Bears are on the clock right now. We do have two more picks until the Bills are up at 150. Potentially, they always could trade back again. NFL which they draft time killers. Would, uh, I, oh, if they trade back again, I will scream, though. I, cool. I, I need a new pick to talk about. There's plenty of time. It can get, more, it can get again, as I have said, eight, eight seven seventh round, round picks. Uh, eight seventh round picks. They could just be like the Oklahoma City Thunder with just like so many draft picks in the NBA draft. Just like just load them up on it. That's we'll, right. We'll, like we'll be the ones to participate. Don't worry. We'll yeah, just do it. That's right. The fellas strategy. We just need a bunch of fellas. Yeah, exactly. Who are the Bears taking? This is exciting. I would. Uh, I've, I've loved their offseason so far. I would love for the Bills to be less frustrating. Noah Sewell. Mm. This is a good pick. This is a good pick for the Bears. Linebacker out of Oregon. Brother of Penny. Uh, Penny Sewell. I call him Noah Sewell. It's it's Sewell. Yeah, it's Sewell. Brother of Penny Sewell. Good linebacker. Me and Nate actually talked about him yesterday as a potential third-round guy for the Bills. Yep. So, Yeah, goes in the fifth round of the Bears. Nate gets some linebacker depth yeah, after signing Terrain Edmonds. Who's their other linebacker? They signed another. They signed two linebackers this offseason. Uh, well, one was a former Buffalo Bill. Yeah, it was Edmonds, but I thought they signed another one. Let's grab some phone calls. we got a couple of folks um, waiting on hold. Let's go to Brandon on his cell phone. Brandon, you're on with Nate and Zach. What do you got for us, man? How's it going, guys? So you guys are talking as if the Buffalo Bills don't – they're not able to get down the field with their passing offense when really the biggest challenge we faced was once we get to the other side of the field, once we get to the 30, the 20, the red zone area, then all of a sudden we just can't seem to get it in the end zone, and that's when Josh does a little too much. I think Kincaid is a good solution for that. Um, possibly, I don't see a solution, but I think he's a good tool – for that being six foot four, he's just um, he's mm-hmm. another tall body that we can get up and over um, to get in the end zone. I think that that's an important thing that we need to kind of take into account going forward. But when it comes to the other receivers, Shakir and all those guys, you said it's Josh Allen's fault. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying, where it's like he needs to get the ball to his receivers. Um, but once we get to that point, most of the defenses are daring us to run the ball. They're daring us to do something other than. 
um, you know, Josh Allen just step back and throw it in the end zone. And I think that's why a running back is a good tool that we have. But I think Kincaid is going to be a good tool for that as well if we're going to not do that. Because um, I've been saying this for years now, I was rarely on, on the motor Singletary uh, bandwagon mm-hmm. um, because he 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 was kind of right in the middle of the pack with virtually everything. Uh, so he wasn't a you know make you miss in the pocket person. He wasn't a run you over and get in the end zone person either. Um, and I think if we have some sort of threat where people say, you know what, I need to at least think about that running back, then that can take a little pressure off of Josh, and it might open our receivers up in the red zone. I think that's what um, I think that was one of our biggest issues. But I, I'll be honest with you, Singletary impressed me this year. He stepped it up significantly this year. Uh, but I'm glad that we are moving on to a new running back. So that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, thanks for the call, Brandon. Yeah, you know, I think the there was, I think there was a, just a desire to evolve away from. Yeah, and, and, and it's not. It, it's it's hard. I felt like I was everyone kind of felt like they were in a rock and a hard place with Singletary because he was good enough to not be the reason they weren't doing things on the run game. This has been a top five running game the last couple of years, but it's predominantly been the top five running game because of what Josh Allen does. Wanting to run the ball in more traditional ways, um, I think, was something that I really wanted them to do. Yeah, just run it more traditionally. Packers drafted Sean Clifford, Penn State, baby. What? I, uh, on purpose. Yeah, on purpose. Well, who's he's the, who's, he's bad. Y- yes, I don't. Know, if anyone hasn't watched Penn State, it's basically like watching Christian Hackenberg. There's a lot of build up, and then you watch Clifford play, and he throws three picks Yikes. against like Iowa, and you're like, what the hell am I watching? here? I do think, though, to Brandon's point, like the Bills are not trading. By the way, the pick is in the pick the is in the, the pick is in high variance. Bills. We'll figure that out in just a few moments. The Bills be. became way too much of a boomer bust offense. The problem Absolutely. for me, though, is. Not about like they'll they'll be able to 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 attack the middle of the field better with Dalton Kincaid. There's no Absolutely. doubt about that. Absolutely, I, um, but I wonder if they're able to do that. I, Corey, you brought it up a lot too. Like it's up to Josh to to really get the ball to him. That was his safety valve with with Colby's. It was in the middle of the field, five yards away from the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's true. Just boom, we're gonna we're gonna keep that offense humming. I mean, like the every time they've played the Rams, they that offense hums. And I just, I wonder if, like, truly, it's not even necessarily Cole Beasley. It's the fact that the guy they wanted to replace Beasley in McKenzie was not attacking the middle of the field. I mean, just it, flat out was not, it was not consistent enough. Jerry Van Kemmer was on the line, but he dropped away because the Bills are picking. But he mentioned that the Bills wanted to run 12 last year and couldn't because O.J. Howard flamed out. Well, O.J. Howard flamed out, and when they did run it, Bobby Hart was the other guy. Right. Like, they had an offensive lineman So is do this it. the year where the Bills' offense actually looks like it because they finally have the personnel to Justin run Justin Shorter. That's Ooh. who the Bills are taking. What do we know about him? He's a Gator. Wide receiver Justin Shorter from Florida. He's a guy that I know. Right. Okay. Should I play ding? I would. Just just for the vibes. Why not? Let's try play a little ding. A little dinger. So Justin Shorter was a name that I had heard uh, definitely could be a fifth, sixth, seventh round guy. Uh, he is a Florida guy. Uh, ran a four five five, not the fastest, but he's six four two twenty nine. He's big a body, lo- a large man. I just I have very big fears on tall receivers being taken late. That is usually a sign of. At Perry already went right. Uh, ooh, did At Perry go? I'm not sure he did. Uh, if At Perry did not go, I am very. He did I'm not. Very he drafted much a gigantic wide receiver named Shorter. That's just fun for everybody. We love it. We love to see it. That's family fun right there. Yeah, uh, A.T. Perry was still on the board. 
Justin Shorter. But they, as, as we all know, they needed to take a wide receiver. They, they need bodies. Uh, yes, and that's the thing, too. Even if this is just a camp body or a guy that ultimately will wind up on the practice squad, they needed it. They desperately needed somebody to come in because we we, we, there's five receivers on this roster. Yeah. I mean, you, you needed somebody there. He's a Penn State guy, too. Yeah, tra- he transferred from Penn State to Florida. All right, so we know now that the newest Buffalo Bill wide receiver – Justin Shorter out of the University of Florida. Gives us an opportunity to break here on the other side. We'll take some phone calls. We've got Bill Bill and Old Forge waiting. We'll get to you on the other side. Uh, And hear from uh, Sal Capaccio, I'm sure, as uh, we'll also hear from Matt Perino. We've got a lot to get to over the next two hours here. Uh, You're listening to our continued draft coverage here on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back to our draft coverage here on WGR of the 2023 NFL Draft. And coverage of the NFL Draft and WGR is brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys, by New York's Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. By the Mini Mafia Kids Club, visit buffalobills.com slash minimafia to join the fun. And by Upstate Honda Dealers, which is the exciting all-new Honda lineup. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealer. So quick update from our sale Capaccio. We will be hearing from Justin Shorter via Zoom very shortly. And then immediately following Shorter, we'll hear uh, Osiris Ter- uh, Torrance live at the podium as well. So while we're waiting, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Bill in Old Forge. Bill, you're on with Nate and Zach. Welcome. Hey, guys. I'm probably a little more annoyed. It, this leads up to it. Being drafting Cody Ford, moving up in the second round to draft him, complete bust, couldn't get on the field, got rid of him what, third season in, maybe half the season through. Um, and then we had to draft a guard in the second round this year. And, and if, if Cody Ford works out, trading up in the second round to get him, we wouldn't be drafting a guard. So maybe that's why I'm a little irritated that we drafted a guard in the second round because I feel like that should have already been taken care of. And not to mention letting go of Wyatt Teller, who's been in the Pro Bowl ever since he's been gone. But regardless, I was targeting Drew Sanders from Arkansas, the linebacker, in the second round. I did not think there's no way he was going to fall down to Buffalo. I'm sitting there going, just trade up a couple spots. Get get him. Get him. He can get off the edge. He can get to the quarterback. Um, If Miller goes down by chance, we got somebody to come off the edge along with Milano. I I wanted Drew Sanders. I don't know how great he would have been, but I wanted Drew Sanders. And he fell to them right in their lap. And they took a guard. And like I said, I explained the reason why I'm kind of irritated that we had to draft a guard there. He's probably going to be a good guard. But what is your take on Drew Sanders being there when they picked? 
and not taking him. And the player himself, what did you guys think of him? I liked Sanders. Bill, like you, I did not think Sanders would be available for the Bills at 59. I thought for sure uh, he was a guy that was going to go early second round. Mm-hmm. He, that could even creep into the late first round. Um, I had him... I liked him more than I liked Campbell yep. uh, because I thought he was a little bit rangier, a little bit more of a natural athlete than Campbell was. Um, but I think when you looked at the two, it's hard to argue that there would have been a better grade on Drew Sanders than Osiris Torrance. Well, I mean, like that, and that's and that's my point. I, I really made it known yesterday, like how much I love the Torrance pick. I will say too, I mean, Drew Sanders did fall to the third round. I mean, like it's not, it's not like they passed up on a potential first round guy. Torrance was being mocked to the Bills in the first round consistently by a lot of people. I think at a certain point, and I do agree to the caller's point as well, that like we probably wouldn't have to deal with this if Cody Ford had hit, which you know you can say that a lot of, about a lot of positions. For me, though, and, and this is really just my more positivity, I, it, I did not have the same feelings on Drew Sanders that I do on Torrance. I think Torrance can be a game-changing guard for the Bills. I never really thought Drew Sanders was going to be a game-changing linebacker for the Bills, especially because... He he was he was not going to be the middle linebacker for the Bills. I just I if they would have drafted him, he was going to be an edge rusher for them. It was going to be a projection. Yeah, a thousand percent projection. And we've had we sat we had Sal on earlier today, and he mentioned like clearly the Bills do think more highly of Terrell Bernard than I think a lot of us realized that when they drafted they are them, small a linebacker though they man. are small. They, I think they want to be fast. I think that's they want to be fast, which is fine. Position. I just you know my 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 issue at at, at linebacker right now is you know. Tremaine Edmonds wasn't small, but he was six five and could move. He struggled to get off blocks, and yep. the small guys are going to have the same issue. And they haven't really done anything on the interior defensive line to fix that issue. No, and I mean like that's well, a big guy we were talking about last night in the second round potentially falling to the Bills was Keanu Benton, the yeah. defense tackle out of Wisconsin. He, he went a couple of picks before the that Bills, was a big guy. I think both of us wanted as well, and that's I think where. That's the guy. Had he been at 59, that, that would have been the guy that, I was... That's yeah. the guy I was probably looking at, too. Even Pittsburgh. with me liking Osiris Torrance. Who did, who did, yeah. Pittsburgh had a really good draft, man. They have. They just had a really good draft. All right, let's go to Jerry and Kenmore. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, Jerry and Kenmore, you are on with Nate and Zach. What do you got for us, Jerry? You know, I'm glad we're taking a different approach here in that we drafted the first two rounds um, offense. Um, I think we have to stop being fascinated with stopping Pat Mahomes and figure out how to outscore Pat Mahomes because stopping him hasn't worked. I, I mean, I know, you can say we've beaten him, beaten them, but he, they've, they've won the Super Bowl two of the last three years, it, it, uh, two of the last four years. It just uh, stop trying to stop people and, 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 you know, commit to the other side of the ball. Um, the, the thing I think that is interesting about the first pick is it's, it's consensus across the league that 12 personnel is very difficult to defend. But the problem with 12 personnel is, you have to have two, you know, pretty good tight ends to pull that off. And I think we wanted to try that last year when we um, went with Howard, but that failed because we didn't end up keeping Howard. Um, I think our big problem with 12 personnel is, is I don't think Josh Allen likes to do what, they, what needs to be done when you're running that type of personnel. Uh, he loves to throw the ball down the field. And we're going to have to use the middle more with these two tight ends. And we have two pits receiving running backs it's i think they're built right but to get dorsey and allen on the page of what this offense is is the challenge i can agree with that point pretty well i i I do i i I mentioned it that i think when they lost cole beasley i think josh lost maybe the receiver he trusted the most outside of Diggs. Diggs being the outside guy he trusted most beasley being the guy he trusted most inside and that's and that's what's gonna have to be 
I think as well, when you add in the inconsistencies that you saw from Isaiah McKenzie and a Dawson Knox and really every receiver not named Diggs last year, I think it compounded into Josh's lack of trust throwing to the middle of the field, throwing to other receivers. Kincaid comes in as maybe the best pass catcher. I'm going to throw this term around. I know. I'm sorry. But the best pass catcher in the draft, potentially, depending on who you ask. Elite hands. Yep. And we had, I think it was uh, Greg from Cover 1, Greg Tomset, mentioned that he has, what, 30 touchdowns to four drops? In his, in, in his career. Yeah. I mean, like, like that's a guy that if you want Josh to trust to throw to the middle of the field, there you go. I mean, that that's the guy right there. And you also had in Khalil Shakir, who we talked about, it, you know, maybe about 20 minutes or so ago, when he was on the field, Allen seemed to throw to him regardless if he was covered or not. You know, I I I think this offense is easier to fix than some of us, Not, I'm not saying realize, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely easier to fix. I, I really have a lot of faith in the offense. It's more, do they have enough? Because, like, to the caller's point, it's not about stopping patch moms anymore. It's, it's, you just try to outscore them. Hope that they make a mistake. Hope that in the big moment, it, just, it doesn't fall their way. They are so loaded at offense. They, just, they know how to keep scoring points. And you can be up on them you know, 24-7. It doesn't matter. I mean, Houston, a number of years ago, was up on them, what? I think it was exactly 24-7. And before halftime, it was 28-24. Kansas City. I mean, like, yeah. But that's what you, you've got to be that kind of offense that just the game is literally never over until it's all zeros on the clock. You have to be that kind of team, especially in the NFL, and especially when you have a quarterback like you do in Josh Allen. It's not like you're rolling out Jared Goff there, where you have to build this supreme team around him to Don't, really get the most out of what, him. What, are you are you speaking of trying to get the most out of me? Are you trying to get a rise out of me by talking by talking no, crap about? But, but Jared Goff if, we're, again? if we're being honest, we look at the Lions and like they have to be incredibly good, and then you get the most out of out of. Jared Goff, we're furious at last year's season, and, and, we're, and we talk about how frustrating it was, and yet Allen still was, what, a 4,500-yard passer, 38 touchdowns, 37 touchdown passes. Like, it was still an incredible season from him. Twas, twas. You know, it just I think it just has to get a little more rhythm-based, a little more – it's just a little bit easier, a little bit more where it's just you can get into a rhythm, get into a rhyme, not having to, like, just always go for the kill shot. That is their biggest weakness is just constantly being one note – and wanting to just punch someone as hard as they can in the face. You can do body body blows. That's fine. You can do jabs. And I think that's really their biggest issue last year, is that it became way too one note. They have large humans on the offensive side of the ball now after Justin Shorter. Let's take uh, a timeout, yeah. because on the other side, we're going to hear from Shorter in his Zoom conference. We'll also hear from Osiris Torrance as well. We've got a lot of that coming up here on WGR. Coverage of the NFL Draft on WGR is being brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys. By New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. By the Mini Mafia Kids Club. Visit buffalobills.com slash mini mafia to join the fun. And by Upstate Honda Dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. Wait. Aren't these all charitable donations? At Magda's Tax Prep, every person counts. Not have to file for an extension. She needs new auditors to maximize returns on her family time. Hey, can someone help with these 1099? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Meet Joe A, Joe B, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. 
Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially since you're always growing and changing. But deepening your self-awareness is the key to a happier, more fulfilled life. Therapy is all about that process of self-discovery. Because sometimes you don't know what you really want until you talk things through. BetterHelp offers convenient online therapy on your schedule. It's the same professional service you'd get from an in-person therapist, but with the option to communicate when and how you want, by chat, phone, or video call. Plus, getting started is easy. Just go to their site and fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. If you don't find the right match the first time, don't worry. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Start on your own journey of self-discovery with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash YouFirst today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash YouFirst. Imagine life without the debilitating pain of knee osteoarthritis. Have you been told you're bone on bone? Do you have pain when walking? Discomfort when climbing stairs? Rising from a seated position? If so, you're not alone. That's the bad news. We are going to go to Bill's newest draft pick, Justin Shorter, who's meeting with the media via Zoom right now. We'll start up with uh, Mookie Hawkins. Justin Shorter, Mookie Hawkins, Buffalo Sports Tenetti, man. How you doing? Good, man. How about you? I'm doing great. So just walk us through the process and what was it like when you finally got the call? Man, it was just crazy. I feel like draft day is just insane because you're sitting around basically waiting the whole time. But um, I literally watched every single pick, saw saw who had went, went before me, and I feel like I was just fueling my uh, fire up. and um. Uh, finally, I I put my uh, phone down, got that got that phone call, and then I was just super excited, man. Just started screaming, just thanking God. Absolutely, man. And uh, as a football player, what are some of the things you pride yourself on? Um, I definitely say mental toughness is is a, a big thing for me. I say um, just from my uh, from my past getting 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 injured my freshman year, I feel like that that really taught me how to work through things to be mentally tough. And I'll definitely say just my um, aggressive play style also plays a plays a very very big part in in my game, especially at wide receiver. Now, uh, you know, you got drafted in the fifth round. Another wide receiver in the building by Stephon Diggs got drafted in the fifth round. Who continues to play with a chip on his shoulder? Absolutely. Um, you know, how excited are you to learn from that guy? And how big is the chip on your shoulder at this point? Man, super excited! I feel like um, I just want to go in there and just and just go in there quiet and just be a, a sponge and just go to him and be like, "Hey, like whatever you know, just teach me." You know, because you know he's been doing it for a long time. He's has a lot of experience. So just being able just to learn from guys like that in that room is definitely going to be a huge um, advantage for me. Congratulations, man! Welcome to Buffalo. Appreciate that. Thank you. Hey man, Matt Bobe with WKBW Buffalo. Congratulations. Like as Mookie doing? said, obviously you know about Steph. I'm well. How are you? I'm awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, I, I could I could imagine you are. So <laughs> you know, you obviously are joining Stefan Diggs, like Mookie had just talked about. You're also joining Osiris Torrance, who was yep. selected by the team yesterday. What do you know about the Bills besides you know knowing you're going to be a teammate with Osiris again and guys like Stefan Diggs? I know that the the Bills organization is is a is a very close knit um, organization. Just going there, taking my thirty visit, um, I was really able to see the difference with the coaching there and how they're all together and they all are there for each other. 
Um, I definitely say playing wise, they're um, very um, pass heavy offense, which is a, a good thing. You know, they, they definitely know how to get that ball um, downfield. And I just can't wait just to go there and be able to work with those coaches, man. And what was the process like? You said you were here for a 30 visit, but how did you meet with them at the combine or anywhere else? Yeah. Um, so um, after pro day, um, I had a meeting with Coach Henry. Um, and then um, we had that meeting and then I went up for the visit. And then I, I also had a, a private workout, too. Cool. Congratulations, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Hey, Justin, Catherine Fitzgerald with the Buffalo News. Congratulations. Uh, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I know we just mentioned Osiris, but what will it be like to be with him again, with Kair as well, um, reuniting with those guys here? Do we lose him? sorry my phone's like blowing up right now I have to put it on do not <laughs> no you're so good any I'm sorry. I'm so sorry there we go any especially exciting text messages you're getting right now or anything like that yeah I, honestly I, I i like hadn't looked at adam yet I've, I've just been talking to the uh bills um, coordinators who've been trying to set me up and stuff <laughs> Totally makes sense and excited for you to get to go through all those. Um, I don't know how much of the question you caught, but was just seeing what it'll be like for you to be back with Osiris, Kair. Um, I know you only had, you know, so many years with those guys, but what will it be like to be reunited with them here? Definitely awesome. Me and Kair Elam, he's a great player, one of the of the best DBs that I've gone up against, you know, and we were good, we were battling in our practice going back and forth day to day. And he's a he's a competitor, he's gonna work hard. So I can't wait to go up there and just use those guys, you know, and just be able to lean on them. And just being able just to uh, get better because I feel like me and Kyrie, once I get up there, we're going to probably start doing one-on-ones and working out, you stuff like that. So, you know, it's just I'm just blessed to be able to know those guys already as I'm going up there. That's awesome. And then you had mentioned, I think, in the first question about feeling some fire at a certain point in the draft. Was that like a competitive standpoint? Like what exactly did you mean by that? 100%. Yeah, um, I definitely say I, I'm very um, competitive at uh, nature, even, even if me and my family are like playing like Uno, I'll be, I'll get all crazy. Um, but I just say just definitely, I just know every single wild out that had went before me and know all the teams that picked them. And um, I definitely know um, when I get in um, my opportunity now, I'm going to definitely tear this league up because I've been working for a long time and it's all going to pay off. Thanks, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Hey, uh, uh, Justin, Mike, Catalano in Rochester, congratulations. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, um, you, to go off of, you know, other guys going before you, everybody looks up your draft profile and what scouts have said and what people have done. Do you look at things like that? And when you see things, there's obviously a lot of positives and then there's the doesn't maybe doesn't get off the line as fast or it takes a while to get to his top speed. How do you approach that when you see that? Is it motivating? Do you think it's not correct? Like, how do you look at that? Um, I see it as motivation because I feel like no matter what, everyone is going to have an, um, uh, a negative opinion about you. Um, so I, I I look at the positives and then I, but I will also focus more on those negatives and I'll be okay. And I feel like every day that fuels me because I'll like wake up and then like I'm, I might screenshot something and then put it as my um, screensaver. So every day I wake up and I roll over and then I, I see all the negative things that they're saying about me. And then I get up and then as I'm working now, I'm thinking about all this stuff. So I'm just working 10 times harder. Like this morning, got up early. And I remember just um just going down there and just just working super, super hard. I mean, usually every day I'd be, I'd be going hard, but um, I feel like just me being pissed off mentally, you know, of the situation, just knowing what what 
I know I can do and what I, I want to do at this next level, I feel like it's definitely um motivation for me. And, you know, if you come to Buffalo, it's Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. What, what have you known? Of, yeah. Go ahead. What do you known about him and what do you think of him? I've been watching him for a long, a long, long time. <laughs> uh, he's a great quarterback, man. Elusive. His arm strength is insane. Accuracy, everything. So I say he's a he's definitely that quarterback that um that I, I feel blessed to be able to work with. And hopefully when I get up there, me and him, we can start throwing and getting a uh, time and down connection down. Because all I want to do now is just work, get that playbook and just let, let's get to it. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Justin, Sal Capaccio, WGR Radio here in Buffalo. Welcome to Buffalo. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, we got it. We get a little profile page on you. Um, and the first thing it says is you were wearing baseball cleats the first time you ever played football. And <laughs> that's how the story goes, can you kind of walk us through your transition from baseball to football? Yeah, man. So growing up, since, since I was a baby, I had I'd always wanted to play football. But my my mom, she's um she's a big mama bear, so she's like she she's like no, you can't play because you're gonna get hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like okay, but every single year, man, I'm begging and begging. But I was I feel like um when I was playing baseball, I was working super hard at it, so I I ended up being really good. Growing up, I I, I would always play like um like I was I would be like ten playing with my brother with like a thirteen year, and I'd be the only ten year old out there bad at first going out there getting getting on on base stealing bases um and then and then um seventh grade my um parents for christmas they had gifted me with some cleats and a, and 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 a uh, speed ladder and a uh, football and then i ended up putting those on just got to work and then eighth grade started playing football and just loved it since then awesome um how, how have how has your size really you know helped you develop as a wide receiver and how what can you take to the next level being as as big as you are you'll be pretty much the bill's biggest receiver on the roster right now um i definitely say size for me is a um advantage and i've definitely mastered how to use my body how to how to use my strength to my advantage um to get my edge over opponents whether it's whether it's at the, at the top of the route or um high point in the football you know or making like blocks or um, contested catches, and I think I'm just going to really continue to hone that and master those skills because at that next level, it's going to definitely pay dividends for me. All right, thanks a lot, man. We'll see you up here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Can't wait. Hi, Justin. Jay Skirsky with the Buffalo News. Congratulations as well. Um, How you doing? Good, thank you. Um, you. You mentioned injuries earlier and just kind of dealing with that adversity. That's something that you dealt with last year, but also even going back to your time at Penn State, just how frustrating was that at times during your college career, and do you feel like that's all behind you now? Um, I definitely say um, injuries happen. Um, I say the soft tissue injuries we have a lot more control over because that's with extra stretching and just really taking care of your body. So I feel like I've mastered that part of the game. Um, but um, I feel like having those injuries happen to me were positive things, and um, I wouldn't change it for the world because I feel like that made me the man that I am today. Um, and I feel like that uh, they're definitely behind me. Um, my hamstrings now they're all good and they're all, all healed up, um, 100. And I didn't have issues. Or really, that was the first time I ever even, even, even had issues. But um, I'm all healthy now, man. Hundred, hundred, ten percent. I could probably play to play tomorrow. I've been working out so much, so um, I'm 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 ready to go, man. I'm just super excited. Yeah, and then you averaged uh, almost twenty yards a catch this past season, just making plays downfield. And what what was the key for for you in being able to make that many big plays? Um, I just say um, opportunity. Um, they always say when preparation meets opportunity, that that's when you have the most um, success. And I've been working on tracking deep balls, working on tracking. Um, I I used to like have like tennis balls, and I was I would throw it up like thirty yards in front of me, and then sprint down, throw it as high as I can, and chase it and catch it over the shoulder. So and then yeah, I'm still doing stuff like that to this day. So I definitely say just put in, in the work, and then 
um, when, once your opportunity comes, that's, that's definitely when um, I was able to have the most success. Awesome. Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Justin, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing? Congrats. I'm good. Congratulations, Matt Perino from uh, Syracuse.com. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, can what's an exact you said uh, about you know reading some of the stuff that people have, have wrote about you during the draft process? Can you give an example of something that maybe you've read or you've seen or that you've put as as your um, your 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 screensaver that um, has motivated you? An example of something that you've seen? Um, I know um, a while back, let's, uh, we'll take it back to college. Um, I remember after my, um, after I transferred to Florida, um, there was always questions about my like hands and people saying, oh, sure, I can't catch all this stuff like that. Um, and all that, it's just noise. But I remember screenshotting it and putting it as my uh, screensaver. And every morning I woke up and, and I just worked on tennis ball catches, catching with my mom or, or my uh, dad or, or, or just quarterbacks that, that, that were there with me. But I feel like it was definitely um, that motivating thing. And now I feel like I won't drop a single ball, no matter what you're throwing at me, however you throw it, I won't, I won't drop it. But that's because that's something that I work every single day and really focus on. Mm -hmm. How much pressure came with going into college with all the expectations and, you know, being a five-star and, and a number one wide receiver recruit, how was that compared to, you know, how your college career played out and like dealing with maybe some of the pressure there that went in when you started? Mm, um, I say definitely. Um, it was, uh, it was, I feel like I, I didn't really feel too much because I'm, 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 I'm a man of when you put the work in, you're going to get the results. Um, no matter how long it takes, it, it could take five years, it could take four years, three years, but if you put the work in, you, you will get the results. Um, coming off and that, 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 that injury was the first time I was really injured and that really like threw me off my freshman year. Um, but then uh, I just kept on working, man, and then came back and then, made it and then as my career went over every single year I was taking strides getting better and better and better and better and now um I always thought of myself as an NFL wide receiver so now I can't wait for the opportunities that I'm gonna get now and then being able to go out there and just be a uh, dominant mismatch force for these defenses so that way they get scared who was the first person you called or talked to after you got drafted oh you froze up on me but you froze up on me one more time sir uh, I, I said, who was the first person that you called or talked to? Uh, the, the memory that you're going to hold with you after you got drafted, if you found out you were going to be a Bill? Um, I would definitely say talking to um, Coach Henry. He was the last person that they handed the phone to. And um, um, uh, me and him got uh, close. We had uh, dinner, too. We had, ended up going, going out to dinner and stuff like that um, during one of, of the visits. Um, but me and him got super close, but just being able to hear him and just say, Hey man, like, um, Hey man, just like, why should we, we trust you? And, uh, and, uh, we know that, um, you're going to be good for us. So I'm just ready to work, man. But I feel like that's a memory that's never going to leave, leave my head. Thanks a lot. Congratulations again. Appreciate you. Hey, Justin, John Worrell with the Associated Press. How you doing? Congratulations. How you doing? Awesome, good. man. Thank you. Good, good, good. Just uh, we're going to be talking to Osiris very shortly here. Uh, he's coming up to the podium. Just wondering what your impressions were when this big guy walked first walked on the practice field, and what your impressions were. I'll, I'll never forget. He has some of the biggest and longest fingers I've ever seen in my entire life. I remember walking up to him and shake his hand, and then his fingers were like he's just like long, huge, giant hands. But he's just a big guy, strong guy. He's pick me up before and then and, and and like and, and like throw me <laughs> so so he's a he's a very strong guy serious guy and uh he definitely puts in work so um i'm i'm very i'm happy to be able to see him out there with me now wait a second you just said he picked you up was there a reason for this oh yeah 
Oh yeah, no, no. We were just like playing around, and then, and then he just grabbed me, picked me up like that. Yeah, but he's just, he's just he's just a strong guy, man. Chill, chill guy though. I like him. Right, and and just what did you see? What he was able to provide your offense as far as you know, never giving up a sack, and just how good of a player he can be. Oh yeah, he's just so um, consistent, man, with what he does, with his work ethic and everything that he does on on the field. And um, I, I always I always said to other people that he has um 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 typewriter feet. So he's just like moving. He's super fast. He's super, super, super fast and up quick. So um, I just can't wait to see what he what he does up there with me. Good stuff. I know my colleagues asked a lot of questions about you. I just want had some questions about Osiris, but thank you and congratulations. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. Yes. Good afternoon, Justin. George Radney, Challenger Community News. How, how great. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Man, awesome, man. Blessed. I'm glad you are. I like the Biggie Small shirt T-shirt too. I appreciate Look, it. <laughs> looking good, looking good. See y'all in the New Jersey area. How was it? Yes, shift change, how was it changing schools and then still being able to 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 get your classroom work done, uh, do your studying, and perform on the football field as well? Congratulations on that Southeastern uh, Conference uh, honor roll, all Thank honors you. and everything. That's hard. That's very. Everybody can't say that, Justin. Absolutely, yeah, man. Um, education is very. It was. It was definitely a love. The goal of going into college was was to graduate 100. Um, I was not going to leave college without getting my degree because no one could take that from me. And um, I say I, I've ever since I was I started school, I've I've I've, I've always prided myself on schoolwork and just and just getting stuff done on time and just um, no matter what you have to do, you always have to get it done because you know people aren't going to give um, excuses, you know, to just guys that just because we play football or something like that that like we're not handing the work on time or or handing in quality work on time. Um, so I definitely say um, my father being a, a principal, so, you know, so he's uh, definitely over there, you know, pushing it too. But um, definitely um, it was a, it was, it was smooth for me because um, like summertime growing up, my parents used to give us like textbook work to do all, all morning long until about 3 PM. So, you know, I'm, I'm very, very fine with studying and just, and just doing school. And I'm going to definitely go back for my master's too. I could tell, I, I figured your parents had to be educators or something in the background. <laughs> this is how you talk and how you, uh, progress and, and you learn at an early age. So when you in, so you don't have a problem with the definitely uh, with the playbooks and things of that nature okay. and, and, and learning that that kind of yes, transcends, sir. kind of transfers over from the classroom to the uh, to, to the football field as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hundred percent. I feel like I I've mastered the right way to study. So um, I think that 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 definitely helps me out a lot with my um uh with my playbooks. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. I wish I would have known you years ago, but you know, it helped me back in the day, man, with those study <laughs> habits. But congratulations. Welcome to Buffalo. Look forward to seeing you at training camp coming up this summer. Thank you so much. Can't wait. Hi, Justin. Congratulations. Julianne Pelusi from WGRZ here in Buffalo. Um, um, just curious, you're known as such a physical player. Uh, how much have you gotten to see of Josh Allen? Uh, on film or watching games and how physical of a player he is and how just doubling down on Mike's question, excited are you to be playing with him? A lot, man. Um, I've definitely watched more games than he, than he, than, than he probably knows. Um, and I've definitely know a, a, a lot about him. He's a, he's a very, very talented guy, talented quarterback. And I just can't wait to be able to get up there and just really just work with him. I'm super excited. Um, I, once they called me, I, I, I had asked him for that, for that playbook immediately. So I'm, I'm ready to get to work. And just um, being able to tear this league up and just really prove um, who I'm, who I am. How tough are you as a player? What do you think you your physicality can bring to this offense? Um, I definitely say um, it's definitely scary for my defender 
Um, I definitely say because there's a lot of times when DBs like they'll try to put hands on me and uh, I'm so big and strong where every every time someone puts their hands on me, you know, they're going to they're going to feel it. And, you know, they're going to have memory of like, oh, man, like like last play, I tried to like jam shorter and then he like he like knocked me over, you know. So I definitely say that's that's going to be a, um, a skill trait that's going to definitely play um, in my favor. And can we see the biggie shirt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's all the questions we have for today. Thanks, Justin, and congrats again. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. All right. That was the newest Buffalo Bill, Justin Shorter, wide receiver from Florida. We're going to hear from the second-round pick, Osiris Torrance, here in just a moment, live from the podium. Before we do that, let's pause 10 seconds so we can uh, get our legal identification in. Sports Radio 550 WTR Buffalo. WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls, Buffalo. 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, we have a new NFL draft record, folks. The most quarterbacks drafted in the first five rounds in the NFL in the modern era, whatever modern era means. Uh, after Jared, excuse me, Jaron Hall of BYU was just selected with the 164th pick to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, there is some notable names still available at the quarterback position. Tanner McKee um, from Stanford, and well, I'm not going to even get to talk about because here's Osiris Torrance. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to get used to it, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. Justin was talking about how you picked him up. Just horse player, probably in a locker room. Just, uh, I, I usually just like to watch, and then, you know, I, the skill players you just try to jump the line because, like, the weight difference. So I ended up had to pull him off a few, uh, few of my linemen a few times, just horse, horse playing around in the locker room. That's all. Um, just it's, it's still a lot of excitement, really. Just um, looking forward to like what's what's to come, a lot of, and just be able to see myself in this place, just in this culture and environment, playing with these guys. Kind of be able, to, it's kind of been what's on my mind um, most, most, mostly lately, especially since like after this morning, like since I got up here, like it's starting to feel more and more surreal. Like last night, I kind of just was enjoying the moment, but since I actually got up here and I actually like starting to feel more a part of it, like. The Bills culture, like, definitely started settling in more. Uh, it, it was it was my head football coach. We um in high school um it was uh, my the middle school was connected to the high school, so the seven seven eight grades connected to the high school. And at the time, I was in eighth grade, and he would see me. At times, walking through the hall, and he would always come ask me why I ain't playing football. Just every day, he would come ask me. So once I realized he was never going to stop, I decided to kind of just go out there and give it another shot because I played it before, but I knew because of my weight, it was going to be hard to like get back in shape. So I just kind of was just pushing it off. But once he got me to go back out there, and, like I started to get back into the rhythm of playing and just getting my body back right and started losing a little weight and like, just feeling good at it again, I decided to like actually like take it serious and like make this be on um, make this like something I really want to do yeah oh it, it was it was tough for sure like just making sure I'm eating the right thing off the field not waiting too late to eat putting in extra work just all the other little stuff I had to do to lose the weight that some of the other guys on the team didn't have to do because it was at a good size so I definitely had to do a lot of extra work so it made it hard but definitely worked it Uh, 
Um, I talked to him about it a little bit. We we, we just talk a lot about just ball in general with Coach. I mean, I just I just like how he doesn't keep it strict football. It's just about life in general. We be talking, but um, he does like the power I do bring, and then we talk about it, just making sure I'm using my leverage and the length of my arms, just using all of my um, God gifted like natural like abilities and strengths to my um to my to the best I can, and just just talking about ways that we gonna uh, he gonna. T- Coach me to use my body to block guys in this league that I'm uh, have to end up blocking. Uh, I feel like it's gonna help me a lot. Uh, throughout my college career, every quarterback I've had been mobile, so I feel like I got a good feel of how a defensive um, guy rushes and then how they change the rush once the quarterback starts to scramble. So just knowing how the, how that feeling is and after so many reps of that, I feel like I've gotten a good feel for that. So in a game situation, I can kind of know when Josh will be rolling out to the left or right because I can feel the defense alignment. Instead of him trying to go through me, now he's trying to go around me or something like this. So just from the quarterbacks I've played with, I feel like I'm definitely going to be able to um, be able to protect Josh pretty well because of his play style, and I had quarterbacks that were similar to his play style. I saw something that said you're flat footed. Is that true? Yeah, I ain't got no arch. Okay. I ain't got no arch on my feet. Uh, yeah. Is that an advantage in some way? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think it's just the way it is. I mean, it, I guess you can't say it helps me keep my feet in the ground, like keep me um, keep my always in an anchor, I could say, especially when I'm passing. So, I mean, I look at it like it's a good thing. I mean, but it's it's, it's definitely flat, flat, flat as a board. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, they they move pretty fast though. It's just flat. Yeah, they move fast. It's just flat. Oh, it's just um. For me, it's real cool because he was one of the guys that took me in when I first went to Florida. Like, of course, the other old linemen like accepted me right away because that's how we are old linemen. But for him being a, a skilled player, like we don't interact as much. For him being like the guy he is, but he was there to like just just be a good teammate to me once I first got in and like help me um, just get the familiarity with everybody around and just the type of guy he is. And seeing him come in and work every day, like even when he um, was injured, like seeing how you would come in and attention to detail of trying to get back and. Seeing him work in the training room, he's always at the facility. They're just the type of guy he is, like somebody who you really want to play with. So I was definitely happy when I seen they was picking. Him. I was just happened to be watching when it was on picking, and they just happened to pick him. So it was definitely excited. I'm glad for him. What are your thoughts about this facility here and the Oh, um, it, it's, it's nice. It's definitely one of the. Um, I feel like probably one of the best facilities I've seen. Um, I ain't take too many visits, but just from hearing about other different visits, I mean, it's definitely one of the nicer ones. I feel like it got everything in here that a player would need. So, like, once you come here, you don't really got to leave unless it's time to go home at the end of the day. You, you can get all the types of treatments you need, the work, you know, everything you need, you can get it here. So, it's definitely a great facility. We've read about your, uh, how close you are with your family and, and the opportunity now to maybe give back to them, uh, to your mother, to, to your grandmother as well. Just now that you've had maybe a little bit of time to, Uh, it's just it's, it still just means a lot just to be able to be able to take care of them the way they're taking care of me uh, really uh, I, I haven't thought too much about what exactly it would be but just anything they probably would need like they need just uh, 
just any small thing. They want to come and purchase the seat, they want to come hang out, or they want to um, come move up close to me, they make them feel better, like anything I, I feel like I can help them with now. So it's just it's me being able to help them with anything, just the security blanket that um, helps me out, help me focus on what I need to do. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, um, my agent was talking to me about it yesterday. It's an automatic cat cleaner for a uh, little box, so I don't got to clean it all. So I just might do that. So we, I'm, I'm going to do, some, do something for it, though. That's for you too. Yeah, for me, too. Yeah, it's, more, it's more for me than her, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my um. My my mom, her she got two sisters and she got two uh, her sons. They all got O in front of their name. One's O'Neal, one's Odell. So mine's was just gonna be um, Cyrus, but when she um, they talked about it, she ended up the O in front of it would be nice. So that's kind of how it became Osiris. So yeah. I feel like it helped out a lot, uh, especially with my mental part, just being able to have a mental strength to do something or put your mind to something that's as hard as losing weight and just anything in general. But I feel like going through that and putting my mind and body through that helped me be able to stay focused and stay calm in times of the times when I'm on the field when it's crunch time. You know you, you got to throw the ball. The teams know you're throwing it. And it's just situations like that. I feel like my um, – my mental from losing weight and just the things I've been through like, helped me be able to stay calm in those type of moments. So I feel like that's why it um, helped me out a lot. Oh, uh, it, it was, it, it was kind of, I want to say it was, it was interesting for you because kind of like starting over as a freshman again, but I knew everything. So it was, it was different for sure. But I mean, I was, my attitude was positive towards it because I mean, he, he told me when I came in that even though I, he knew I knew the offense, he knew I knew what to do, but it's still, I still got to come in and earn a job. He's not going to give it to him. And this is the way Coach Napier, he's, he's fair to everyone. So that's another reason why I respect him and appreciate him so much for having me do that because I felt like me going through that was, it helped me out to where when I was in with the starters, I was kind of ready, like, and prepped and primed for it. I say, like, just from the feel of um, just acting against the different guys and things like that. And also being able to work with the um, with the younger offensive linemen and help them, like, learn the plays, I feel like helped me know or get a whole bigger grasp of the offense itself. Like, having to help them know what they got to do forced me to understand more of what the offense is doing as a whole so I could be able to know it um, like exactly what they got to do. So I feel like doing that helped me out a lot. Sorry. Sorry. You talked a little bit about eighth grade Osiris uh, getting to know and love this game. What would he think about this Osiris in this moment right now? Uh, I, f- I feel like he'll be a little shocked, honestly, because he probably wouldn't expect him to uh, we get this far. But after um, the shock feeling to go, he'd definitely be proud just uh, and excited, and he'd look forward to becoming it because – I mean, I, I always liked football, but once I got to that size, it just I knew 
the challenges of it was just going to be hard. So I just wasn't ready mentally for it. I just needed somebody to push me. That's kind of what my coach did. So me, my, look, as myself looking at me now, I would definitely be proud and be excited to know that's what he's going to. So, yeah. Oh yeah, um, definitely. I um, the date, the day that, um, when the draft first started, I was at um Lafayette. I had worked out at um uh, UL and talked to a lot of coaches there, and Coach Diaz, um, just a lot of equipment people. I mean, I just kept a great relationship with them, even when I went to Florida. So, they all definitely takes me when I got the call. So yeah. Um, uh, Dawkins, he t- he takes me, the left tackle. He had takes me like right when um. Like a few minutes after I got picked, he he first he called me, but I mean it was it was unknown number, so it, it wasn't like I wasn't gonna answer it. But I was talking to people, then I seen it rain, so I was just like, if it's important, they're gonna call back. But he had texted me right after he called me, and then that's why I had just texted him a little bit, talked it up with him. But I was kind of busy celebrating celebrating my family to get back to him. But he had texted me, um, Josh had texted me too, just to just to remind me to celebrate with the family, and just um, told me to. Uh, just to enjoy the moment and get ready to come in and work once the time gets here. So that's kind of what I did. Yeah. You got your excitement yesterday about landing with the Bills, getting drafted. Was there any, like, frustration, though, in, in, the, in the first two days, just waiting for your name to get Oh, uh, Not really frustration, just anxiety, really. I mean, it, I never really watched the combine like I watched the last two days, watching every pitch, just waiting for, um, waiting for that, my number to get called. So just it wasn't too much um, – it wasn't necessarily um, no negative feeling, just a little anxiety, just waiting for the call. Like, I'm in there waiting. I'm making sure my phone working. I'm calling my phone myself just to make sure it's still working, make sure I got services. Little things like that I um, was doing just to make sure it was good. But, I mean, it was, it was – I, I knew it was going to be a waiting game um, going into it. I knew it was going to be, like, late first, um, late first, early second. So, when it got in the second towards, like, the middle – that's when I kind of got the feeling of I'm going to get my name called pretty soon, especially when I seen Buffalo still up there and knowing how much I've talked to the, on the coaches here. So I kind of had a good feeling leading up to that pick before they got me. So, yeah. All right, there is the Bills' second-round pick, Osiris Torrance, right guard. We just heard from Justin Shorter as well. You'll be able to hear all of these uh, up at the website on demand at WGR550.com. we got some some breaks to get caught up on uh, because the Bills, they do not stop for sports radio and for our structures of hours and break structures and so on and so forth. Sorry, I've been listening to Randy Savage during breaks. So I'm trying not to... Copy the Rucho Man in the International Intercontinental Champion of the World. All right, we got to take a break here on WGR. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.